everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Wrap. My name is Yulinda Schroeder. I'm the news editor of Farmers Weekly, and I will be telling you about some of the main stories that made the news this week, which is the 21 May issue. With me in the studio is Janine Ryan, managing editor of Farmers Weekly, who will be discussing some of the main articles featured in the latest issue. Hi, Yulinda, and welcome to all of our listeners. Uh, my favorite feature this week is the livestock feature in which Farmers Weekly spoke to PJ Hazard, who farms Brahmin Samantala cattle in Zululand. As temperatures here can reach over 40 degrees in summer with high humidity, this can be a particularly tough area in which to run cattle successfully. As Farmers Weekly has reported before, high temperatures and humidity have been proven to negatively impact on livestock production. However, Hazard shows that animals can be successfully produced under these conditions. He says that the perfect balance between natural and supplied nutrition helps him get the best from his oxen. His cattle are run on thorn felt. This is supplemented with production licks that have been formulated to supply the growing oxen with any vitamins and minerals that are deficient in the grazing. About three months before slaughter, the cattle are moved to the on-farm feedlot where they gain an average of around two kilograms a day. They are slaughtered to yield around 335 kilograms at an average dressing percentage of 57 to 58%. Acid uses a crossbreeding system, putting purebred Simmentala bulls to his Brahmin-type female animals and putting purebred Brahmin bulls to his Simmentala-type female animals. He says that this results in calves with exceptional hybrid vigor. Hassett says he uses Simmentala cattle because it is a dual-purpose breed with good milk production. As it is a larger frame breed, it also functions well in the zoo land. He also uses Brahmins because they are hardy, smooth-coated, and tolerant of ticks. They're also efficient at converting lower quality grazing into beef, he says. Another feature I want to highlight this week is a feature on snails. CAC Heliculture began as a small scale in the snail operation during the hard lockdown in 2020. However, they have now upscaled their premises and aim to produce about 100,000 snails a week. So what makes them so successful? Christian Yerster, one of the three owners of the business, says it's because CAC uses an indoor farming system as opposed to the more popular outdoor farming system that allows them to monitor production more closely. It's also easier to keep the area clean and easier to harvest the snails. CC also uses a vertical farming approach. The snails are raised on around 80 wooden sheets, each of which provides an area of 2 meters squared. The sheets are stacked on tables of about 180 meters squared each. Each square meter provides space for 250 snails. As such, each table can accommodate 45,000 snails. At the moment, CSC uses 14 tables, allowing them to produce 630,000 snails. At full capacity, US says they hope to produce 3 million snails per cycle. Snails are currently used in the cosmetics and hospitality industry. Once harvested, CSC snails are sent to a processing plant where the slime of the snails is extracted to be used in cosmetics. After this, the snails move on to the hospitality industry where they are processed into food products. Yosa says that there's also a growing market for snail eggs as caviar, although CSC has not yet branched into this revenue stream. On the cover, Farmers Weekly asks if snails are the new livestock. Let us know what you think about this on our social media pages. Back to you, Linda. Thanks, Janine. Now we have a look at the news. The main news story of the week was that the Presidential Infrastructure Coordination Council is forging ahead with the establishment of a water management agency. According to the Department of Water and Sanitation, it is envisaged that such an entity would oversee and manage all water infrastructure, operational activities, 
and water infrastructure ma maintenance in South Africa. Poor water resource management is a major concern for South Africa, according to the Council, and is evident in the prevalence of sewage spillages, potholes, leaks, and solid waste on streets, as well as service delivery interruptions caused by water cuts. A shortage of technical skills in local government, poor infrastructure management, and inadequate budgeting and expenditure on maintenance are all aspects that need attention to improve South Africa's water management. Staying in Parliament, the expenditure on agri-parks by the Department of Agriculture came under, this, under scrutiny during Parliament's recent Portfolio Committee on Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development meeting. EAMP Annette Stain questioned the rollout of this program and asked how the $3 billion that was budgeted for the period from 2015 to 2021 had been used. Christo van der Reede, Executive Director of AgriSA, said he recently visited the Western Area Agri-Park and was shocked at the state of disrepair. He added that it was an example of where government neglected to do the basics right, and as a result, the aspirations of black farmers were being trampled on. The commercial sector was not sufficiently engaged in this program, and now we have a situation where national food security is negatively affected, he said. In news from, from the Southern African region, Dr. Harat Fadouin, Operations and Stewardship Manager at CropLife South Africa, warned that the recent huge outbreaks of brown locusts in Southern Africa could cause a humanitarian crisis. In an interview with Farmers Weekly senior journalist Anneli Coleman, he said outbreaks of note had been reported in Namibia, Botswana, and the Karoo region of South Africa. The outbreak in the Karoo expanded deep into the Kalahari, as far as Van Salzerus and Askham. In the northern community areas of Namibia, natural grazing has been destroyed by the swarms, and the insects are now attacking stable crops such as maize and pearl millet. The same is happening in the northern parts of Botswana, and large outbreaks are also still being reported all over the Karoo. Reports indicate that swarms of locusts had so far destroyed 719,000 hectares of grazing land and approximately 1,200 hectares of crop fields in 10 of Namibia's 14 regions. This was the third outbreak so far in the 2020-21 season. That's it for the week. Please follow us on our social media pages at Farmers Weekly SA. Until next time, keep safe and happy farming.